Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Spokowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. Tonight we have for you a very special lockout-themed episode. It's going to be the first annual Damian Miller Rain Delay Theater Lockout Challenge, where two players are going to show up at our doorstep, and we would decide to either invite them in or lock them out. Uh, Invite (laughs) them in to hang out or, you know, tell them to go piss off. Uh, Jeremy, (laughs) explain to us why it's the Damian Miller Lockout Challenge again. Well, uh, yeah, for for listeners of the the show, they'll recall... um, a uh, friend of the show, Mark Bubblebath, uh, years ago, probably around the year 2002 or 2003, uh, huh. famously famously said of, of Damian Miller uh, at that time, uh, one of the Cubs catchers, uh, that uh, he, like, quote, is no fun to hang out with. He looks like he's no fun to hang out with. Um, and I, I questioned what, what that had to do with baseball. Little, little <laughs> did I know that, you know, we could – kind of based at least at least one episode of a whole baseball podcast about it so that's that's what we're doing here nice very good uh but first this is episode number 146 so jeremy who is your number 146 guy all right jack well i have this is one i i I suppose there's a very slight risk that you have this guy but i i I doubt it um i went with uh candy maldonado jack Mm, interesting okay i was thinking about going with him so i'm glad you did because i didn't okay yeah i mean you know i I don't have like I, I don't have a deep dive on Candy Maldonado necessarily, but um, he's a he's another one of these guys that that ended up on the Cubs like way 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 past his prime, um, if he even had a prime. <laughs> um, but he ended up on the Cubs in 1993 for about half a season, uh, and they traded him to the Cleveland Indians. Now here's the thing, um, I like don't remember like he so. He was predominantly well. He was he was he was predominantly a Dodger, I guess. I guess I remember him on the Giants, but I always thought of him as a Cleveland Indian, and he really was wasn't on the Indians like any more than he was. He was it was like tied for his like third most, uh, you know, games played on a team. So it's weird that I I just think of him as a as an Indian, but um, you know, he had like some good years in like in the late eighties, uh, very early nineties. Um, and then the Cubs got him in 93. <laughs> and then if you look at his baseball reference, there's nothing in comparison to like the years prior to him, the Cubs having him. So he was just like, he was just ineffective by the time he got to the Cubs, um, had a couple of years of 20 homers or 20 plus homers. Um, you know, of course, 146, uh, career homers. And, um, yeah, I mean, he was kind of like a starting like outfielder, um, for, for the, for the giants. Um, and I just, a guy, you know, it's, it's a memorable name as a kid for sure. I, I can still picture Harry Carey. I can, can, I can still hear Harry Carey saying his name, Candy Maldonado. Um, uh, it's funny because like back then you, you didn't really think about like, what country players were from necessarily. So he's, he's, he's a Puerto Rican player, uh, but I, you know, never knew that growing up or anything. Um, 
and just yeah just kind of just like one of those fan favorite kind of guys um i remember him being kind of like like thick like like stout in the middle and stuff and uh um maybe not necessarily the most athletic seeming guy but uh but yeah just kind of like a a guy who was like around for for many years a 254 career hitter so nothing like super impressive um he has a ring with the 92 uh uh toronto blue jays and then he came to the cubs and then you know just kind of toiled in futility for for a couple of years until he was out of the league well yeah it's it's interesting i uh, i knew of him as a cleveland indian as well yeah. uh 1994 was the first stratomatic season i ever got and he was on the 1994 indians um i always thought of him as just a complete scrub because uh, yeah. that was really the only uh place i knew him from and i was i was pretty shocked to see that he'd hit 146 home runs in his career i didn't know anything else about the guy uh but he was on that indians team as a backup outfielder that indian strato team in 94 and i, I remember i just i never played him because <laughs> i was like a little kid and i never played any of the reserves i would just put all the starters in for every game um uh, yeah, so that's where I knew him from. Um, he did have, uh, I, I will say he was on the Indians sporadically. Like yeah. he had like five years with the Dodgers and four years with the Giants. Um, but his best season came with the Indians in 1990. Uh, played in 155 games, had 22 homers and 95 RBIs, and he had 273. So he actually did have a good season that year. But uh, yeah, I was surprised that he had gotten uh, 146 home runs. Uh, Candy Maldonado, though, like you said, great name. Uh, as a kid, you know, you can't you can't beat something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, it's odd, like you know, he he might um, have something in common with like a guy we'll we'll talk about later in the episode. But like, he's a guy who like just like he came back to two different franchises, which is weird. Like he he was with the Cleveland Indians, left and came back, and he also ended up coming back to the Blue Jays in the end of his career. Um, after he had won the ring with them in the early part of the 90s. So it's weird. I wonder how many guys have come back. You know, we always hear about guys who come back to a franchise um, to end their career, but I wonder how many guys came back to two franchises that they played on. (laughs) Um, Hey, who knows, man? Maybe Jorge Soler will be one of those guys for the Cubs. Maybe, maybe. Um, I, uh, the guy I picked, Jeremy, you know what? No, first, I got to tell this story. I got to tell this story. Um, uh, just, just the, how the name candy rings a bell for me. Um, uh, so, uh, my former roommate, Brandon, um, used to, when he was living in Detroit, he used to work at a, uh, a strip club for, he said for a couple of years. Um, and he was like the DJ there and his big, yeah. And so his big, what, go ahead. It would be the thing like, he's like. All right, fellas, coming to the stage right now. I, I don't even want to. I don't want to. I might have stepped on your joke. Or have so. you heard him? Did you have you heard him tell this joke? No, 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 no. Okay, yeah. So, but he was he was the guy. He was the guy who would always say. It, and his big his like big joke with it was he'd be like, and I was like, let's give it up for Candy dancing her first of three. Um, that was he would just always tell this joke. I almost thought because you you know you've met him a couple of times. Yeah. Just whenever he would like. You know, whenever Brandon would meet people, he would like he would tell this joke. Somehow, you know, he would bring up the fact that he'd worked at a strip club and he would tell this joke. So the one New Year's Eve, um, it it was like a very weird New Year's Eve. We were hanging out with like I was hanging out with you that night. Yeah. But yeah. I think also Brandon was there. This must have been like almost ten years ago. Yeah. But somehow like all three of us ended up at my buddy 
uh, podcast listener Steve's place. Do you remember this New Year's Eve? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but Brandon was there as well, and like I was completely separated from him across the room talking to somebody else, and he had this group of people circled around him, and you know I couldn't hear anything that was going on in the conversation, but all of a sudden I just hear. Oh, let's give it up for Candy, dancing her first of three. And then, like, you know, an <laughs> eruption of laughter. Uh, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> there's Brandon telling that joke again. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there you go, Candy. Uh, you know, I, I would have been remiss not to tell that one. Um, yeah, I, so when there, you said that you had a Candy story, I'm like, this has got to be strip club related somehow. Um, uh, you know, not that uh, I've ever, you know, frequented a strip strip club or anything, but um, you know, I keep it clean. But um, but yeah, uh, that's uh, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, there you and, go. Uh, so if, if that yeah. if that isn't a deep dive into Candy Maldonado, I don't know what is. So there you sure. go. Um, yeah, so my guy, uh, I, I, I wasn't thrilled with the selection of, of dudes. There were a lot of guys, a lot of actually modern players who are mm-hmm. currently active. We have 146 homers. So I decided to go for a, a different statistic. I wanted to go for 146 triples because oh. I've, ne- I've never looked at that before. And there was one player who uh, had 146 triples to finish his career, and that was Charlie Geringer. Uh, ah. Hall of Famer Charlie Geringer. Do you know of uh, – you know Char- he played a long time ago. Have you, do you know much about him, Jeremy? I, I know the name, but I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know too much. Yeah, one of those kind of like – early baseball names yeah he was uh yeah he played uh played his whole career with the tigers um they probably have some you know monument dedicated to him at comerica park uh you know that we just missed when we were there Mm -hmm. but uh yeah you know great career hit 320 uh his nickname was the mechanical man which is actually a a pretty freaking cool nickname it's got to be one of the better nicknames for a guy ever uh, I think they just called him that because he was almost just like a, a wind-up toy uh, with just how consistent he was. He would just do the same thing year year in and year out. He would hit 330 with 100-plus RBIs and uh, play really good defense. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, interesting uh, interesting guy. Um, I feel like I, I had something to somewhere to go with that, but, you know, I, uh, I, I, got, I, got, I forgot. I got nothing. Well- I was going to say, like, the to call someone the mechanical man in the 30s has, like, a whole different context than it would, like, now even. So, like, it's interesting, like, to think, like, I honestly, it's 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 probably, like, even more impressive to be called the mechanical man in the 30s because, um, you know, maybe technology wasn't what it was, what it was, uh, what it is now. So I think that's even, like, a higher, it's just interesting. It's, he has, like, a, like, a, you know, a time-sensitive nickname that, like, you know, changes based on what era you, you put him in. Yeah. I mean, I, I would almost think the mechanical man would be kind of an insult now, you know, when you think of a mechanical (laughs) man, you think, you think of somebody who's just like either inflexible or just, um, or just so good that they're uninteresting. Yeah. Um, yeah, You know, like almost like Mike Trout. I think if there was a player these days who was named the, the mechanical man, it'd be Mike Trout. I think that's a, I think that's a good comp. You know, I, I I had it, Jeremy. I had what I was gonna what I was gonna talk about. So you know, the name Geringer phonetically it sounds um, similar to the name Derringer. You know, we just went to the wrestling, uh, you know, last week, two weeks ago, or whatever it was. And uh, have you ever heard? Um, so I don't know, Jeremy, if you had like the CD of wrestling songs, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you were a kid. But before they played Real American, which is Hulk Hogan's song, they had like Jesse Ventura and Vince McMahon in like the studio 
or whatever, and they're commenting um, on a song that just played. Uh, I think it was like Barry Windham and somebody else, and, and Jesse Ventura goes, I can't believe that's for Windham and Rotundo Derringer. You should have buried yourself and stayed buried. And Vince McMahon goes, ah, eat your heart out, Jesse. Um, and, you know, that could do you remember that? Have you ever heard that? I mean, that's on a C, that's on a wrestling album. Yes, it's on a yeah yeah it's on a it's on a wrestling it's on a wrestling album yeah and okay. I, what's weird is I've referenced that to people before and they've they've gotten it you've okay. never you never heard that one I've never heard that no I've I I have you know like uh like like little blips of like of like wrestling knowledge and also like wrestling music knowledge like I think probably on that album is that like Land of a Thousand Dances uh like. A song or whatever that the wrestler uh-huh. that all the wrestlers did. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually going to see called. who who wrote "Real American." Uh, well, it's Rick Derringer, isn't it? Yeah, Rick Derringer. There you go. It was okay. it was Rick Derringer. So there, that, that's what it, I don't know like the context of what he's talking about, but but like a the fact that Je- Jesse Ventura says Derringer, you should have buried yourself and stayed buried. That's a funny <laughs> like that's a funny thing to say about somebody. But yeah. I, I also love that Vince McMahon says. Ah, uh, eat your heart out, Jesse. The phrase, the phrase, eat your heart out, is uh, it's like it's so '80s. I don't even know what it means. Um, it's definitely but a it, weird. Yeah, phrase, but it yeah. was like you know to say to tell somebody to eat their heart out. It's like you're like it's basically telling them, ah, hey, suck it or whatever, you know, whatever you would have said in the '90s. But um, yeah, it's a it's a great like antiquated expression that I need to remember to use more because it's it's funny to use express <laughs> it's funny to use expressions that don't uh, that aren't around anymore. Um, so real quick, so Rick Derringer was just like a guitar, like a studio guitarist or like a, just a, I think he does rock and roll. Ho- does he do rock and roll hoochie coo? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but like, yeah, he's just like, you know, he, he, he plays on like, he, I actually know him like from like, he played on a couple of weird Al Yankovic songs. Oh, really? Um, yeah. But he's just like, I think he's just like one of these guitarists that just played with like a bunch of different musicians and stuff. So I know of him that way. And yeah, he produced, uh, the 1985, re- the wrestling album. So like, I never had that album, but I, I'm familiar with it and I'm familiar with a lot of the songs and stuff. And, uh, um, yeah, the, the wrestlers land of a thousand dances and they're up th- all up there singing. And like, I remember, I remember that video because like, I think like Bobby Heenan like has a line. He's like, "I'm gonna stretch you from here to New Jersey." <laughs> and that's like <laughs> that's weird. Like I, I never, I, I I didn't really get get what that was or why Bobby Heenan was saying it. But um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So uh, that that all makes sense. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, where was he recording from? If he was talk, talking about like, "I'm gonna stretch you from here to New Jersey." Like, if they were in New York, that's not that that threatening, you know? Right. But. Uh, Interesting. Um, well, uh, yeah, so there you go. Charlie Geringer um, died, lived all the way up to 1993, actually. So he lived to be 89 years old uh, just one year before the uh, strike short in 1994 season. So there, there right. you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, I like it. That was a, that was a success for, for number 146. Um, there were a lot of recent signings that, that just happened. Uh, I think the, the most famous one is... Um, uh, had to be uh, Rex Brothers signing a minor league deal <laughs> with the uh, with the Brewers. Um, yeah. Let's. I, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't know how he's possibly going to make the team without David David Ross there to motivate him. Well, Jack. So I was going to say like, and we should say too. Like, I think this is. It's been a crazy like 
couple like week or two like with with the with the lockout looming um it's been it seemed almost like the trade deadline like flurry of all these signings and stuff so it's been crazy and i definitely understandably so or rightfully so i should say in the spirit of david ross um I, I missed that Rex Brothers one until like late last night or whatever, and I um I was I I wanted to text you about it, but I it was like already too late. Um, but you know, so listeners will know that Jack like you know is from the Milwaukee area. Uh, his, his folks still live up there, and he goes up there to visit them every so often. Jack, I'm thinking, you know, I, I think you would you normally take the metro up there or something, right? Uh yeah, Amtrak, yeah. Oh, Amtrak, Amtrak right, right, right. And so like, um, you know, I'm thinking that maybe. If you catch a ride with David Ross, you could save a little dough because I'm sure he'll be going up there every other weekend or something to see Rex Brothers. So this might be a good thing for you. <laughs> hey, they, they kept him on the team pretty much all year, Jeremy, right? He was he was up on the Cubs till the bitter end, I think. Yeah, I think he was there till the end. I don't think yeah, – did they release him in like September? I don't remember. It, I, don't, was, I don't care to know. No, mm-hmm. however long it was, it was too long. Um, yes. Yeah. Couple other, couple others. I, I can't believe that I can't believe Mark Canna got thirteen million dollars a year. I, I can't imagine why. Well, you know, it's 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 kind of like a broken record. It's almost as bad as like, it's almost like, hey, if there's people out there who are who are, think it's tired about how much we like rag on the White Sox, it's like it's almost like that. Like I almost feel that way about ragging on the Mets. It's just like there's always something to kind of rag on the Mets about, and like okay, so they signed Max Scherzer to this like crazy like annual uh value contract but like is that is that your idea of retooling the team or like building a contender like you sign mark canna uh starling Marte, like like these guys who cares about any of these guys who can like this is what you're gonna roll out to your at least the cubs are like hey we we're rebuilding here's frank schwindel but it's like Hey, we're going for it. We're spending like hundreds of millions of dollars here's mark canna like that sucks i'd rather have frank schwindel than mark canna yeah, definitely. Um, and when when you think about uh, guys like uh, Marte or even Scherzer, like they're also old too. Those are old yeah. guys. I mean, Marte's right. got to be. I haven't looked it up, but he's got to be. He's been in the league for you know nine or ten years at this point. Yeah. Um, it's been a while, so he's he's not a young guy. Max Scherzer is going to be in his late thirties. What is he? Thirty seven, thirty eight years old now. Something like that. Yeah. Um, this could be a, a bust type. If you think about like boomer bust, you know, there maybe is a one year window where they could win with these guys. Eduardo Escobar is another guy who's been around right. since like 2010 or 2011. They signed him too. Um, like, you know, it, the Mets have done this before where they just signed a bunch of old guys and it, it blew up in their face. And like, you know, they, they think it's going to work now. These guys all seem like they would be like deadline acquisitions where it's like, Oh, we're adding a piece. But this is like how they're like retooling their team, and it's like, yeah, Starling Marte's thirty three years old. Yeah, like, I and and I don't think he's that great. No, um, and yeah, they just gave him what? Was it a three or four year contract for seventy eight million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cubs, the Cubs signed Jan Gomes. Um, <laughs> you, you kind of said yuck to that, but uh, you know, I is Wilson Contreras still on the team? Well, yeah, he is, and I. I as for now he is and i wonder um i'm not even sure if i said that on the podcast but i don't think did we talk about how i like met the players on the podcast after no. the season ended oh yeah i i think i think we did because you went to uh 
Yeah, Maybe you we... went to the parking lot and you said like, "Hey, Contreras, I hope you're still on the team next year or something." Didn't yeah. you? Yeah, and he said, <laughs> "I hope so too." And now I wonder if he's like thinking about. It. I wonder when he saw the Jan Gomes sign. He's like, "That fucking kid told me, <laughs> I hope I'm still on the team next year." <laughs> and like, I'm probably now I'm gonna now I'm probably gonna be traded. Um, yeah. I, and I, did you see what Wilson Contreras tweeted after the Jan N- Gomes sign? No, I I didn't see it. He tweeted like four. Um, airplane emojis of like a plane like taking off and landing uh and that was it like so it's like okay i guess i'm you know being shipped out of town or something maybe um, it was just to symbolize that the team is is taking off now <laughs> yeah there was a landing one though too so it's like maybe maybe, <laughs> okay. maybe thought they were taking off and then it's like oh they say neon gomes <laughs> um, park it but yeah no i mean I, you know, I, I mean, it, it's just this whole age. This is why I like Wilson Contreras because he's a catcher who can hit. It's like, and, and Jan Gomes, can, Jan Gomes can, has a, his, has serviceable offense for a catcher, but that doesn't mean it's good offense overall. Like, it's just like, I, I just, it's just such a bummer to, to like have like a catcher, like, Defensive catchers are are like the epitome of like unsexy when it comes to baseball, and it's it's hard to kind of deal with. And like, you know, and sometimes you're better off having one of those than like a a power hitting catcher because they might not uh, handle the rotation well as well. But it's just it's such the it's it's such I, it must be what people think like people who don't like pitchers batting. It it must be like how they feel about that because like to me it's just like ah that hole in the order where you where you have to have like the the bum catcher taken at bat it's such a bummer and so like that's kind of how i feel about jan gomes he's had some good years in the past but i don't know it just doesn't do much for me well yeah jeremy make that argument to pittsburgh pirates fans uh they were legitimately mad that the pirates traded jacob stallings to the marlins yeah what jacob stallings is a trade p is like a is like an offseason like move like the the marlins like traded uh jorge alfaro who at one point was supposed to be like the top he was like the top catching prospect they traded him for jacob stallings it's like jacob this is a jacob stallings league like he's a guy who's getting moved and signed and like people are like make like getting rid of younger catchers for this guy like i can't i can't believe it no it, yeah and i i think the pirates got a uh a rotation guy too like a, a back-end rotation guy from the marlins um i can't remember what his name was uh, but yeah, it wasn't a bad haul for Jacob Stallings. Um, Jeremy Michael Aramisio signed a one-year deal with the Cubs. Yeah, that's um, that that name might be coming up a little later on in the. Uh... Nice, nice. The guy who got the big hit, baby. Yeah, so that's uh, that that's good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah Raycel Iglesias got four years, which is which is a uh, that that seems a little high to me. Um, and Corey Knebel got a one-year, ten million dollar <laughs> deal with the Phillies. So good for him. He did. He did. You know, Jack, I'm looking at this Stallings. I'll, I'll, we'll save the Irmo Seal stuff for later, but um, uh, I'm looking at the, the return that the, the uh, Marlins got for the, from the Pirates, and um, it's not too bad. And they got this guy, Connor Scott, who we actually missed. Um, in he didn't play in that game in Beloit, but he was on that team. He was the number 13 overall pick. Now, he has absolutely no power, so I'm not sure what he projects to be, but... Uh, it's it, he's kind of like a mind-boggling thirteenth, like a you know, like a top of the round first round pick. Um, so I'm, I'm not really sure what he's gonna be, but um, yeah, they got some pretty decent. They got a pretty decent return. This Kyle Nicholas guy has like I've heard some things about. Um, so yeah, and then Zach Thompson. Did did we see Zach Thompson pitch? Maybe I saw um, him pitch this year. 
No, I want to say I don't think we did, but that was the guy yeah. I was referring to. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely in the rotation, um, you know, for for the season. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty good return, I would say, for the for the uh, Pirates. So good for them, yeah, I guess. Most definitely. But, yeah, but um, yeah, so uh, so Hermosillo, um, would you, who are the other ones? Uh, Corey Knable, I don't know how he's still in the league, but he is, and. I don't know, like I don't know what the Phillies are doing, or you know, I, he's he's gonna go to like the forgotten East Coast team, the the, the Philadelphia Phillies. So, we'll yeah, see. and Aaron Loop signed a two-year, seventeen million dollar deal with the Angels. Um, I mean, you talk about a guy who doesn't, you can't believe he's in the league anymore. Aaron Loop <laughs> had a phenomenal year this year. He pitched fifty-six and two-thirds innings. He had an O ninety-five ERA. Uh, that's sick. Those are those are just crazy good numbers. Um, but he disappeared for a good four years. Yeah, it's funny, Jack. All these guys that you got that you're mentioning, I was like, ah, don't need to talk about these guys. Um, but, <laughs> well, hey, there you go. Well, Aaron, yeah, Aaron Loop. Uh, I, I, I hadn't seen him pitch until like somewhat recently, like last year maybe, and maybe I just forgot about him from before that, but he's the kind of guy who you see pitch and you're like, Ugh, I don't, it's a, I, like this guy doesn't look like he's good. So every once in a while you see a guy pitching and you're no. like, this guy doesn't look like he's a good pitcher. Like obviously the numbers, uh, you know, uh, you know, don't, don't sync up with that. But like, I just, I wouldn't want to look at this guy for like 80 games in a, in a season. But no, who me. was that? Uh, who was that left-hander? Who was that left-hander that was coming out of the bullpen for the Braves and uh, Tyler Matzik? Uh huh. That's Did, Tyler Matzik is a guy who looks like he's just a bum. You mean you mean Nutsack? <laughs> Remember? I, <laughs> is that is that what his nick? It's what his I nickname believe, is. I sent you that picture. I believe. Um, apparently, someone was showing off a um, autographed baseball they got from Tyler Matzik on on this Facebook group I'm in, and he signs it Nutsack. Which is, I guess, a, I guess a nickname, and I guess a nickname that he embraces for some reason. Um, so there's that. Also, there's a video of Tyler Matzek. Uh, like he got stopped by security at the Angel at the uh, uh, Atlanta Braves World Series parade. He was like, I don't know, I don't know if he was late or what, but he was like running to to catch one of the buses or something, and like a cop like grabbed him and stopped him, and he had to like pull out his credential. Which is kind of sad that they're there, like you know, working the championship parade, and one of the one of the kind of like more worked pitchers of the bullpen gets stopped by by the cops, and it's like, hey, get the fuck out of here! And it's like, no, I'm on the team. I played a big role on the team. It's like, I guess, all right. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we made the comment like, you know, when Brad Boxberger passed by us uh, outside of Wrigley Field, and it <laughs> right. was just like he just looked like a suburban soccer dad. Like, you know, yeah. t- Tyler Tyler Matzik looks like just some, you know, some some guy we would like run into at you know Ten Cat or something like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally. Um, yeah, the, the reason he signs his autograph nutsack is Tyler Matzik is another guy who was basically out of the league, and he was probably like, ah, fuck it, I'll just start signing my autograph nutsack. And like he, here, here he is in the World Series now. Yeah, right, exactly. So it'll be it'll be nice to like you know like in like you know uh, our our kids will be watching like Antiques Roadshow and someone will be like I have this ball signed by the the World Series champs from 2021 and and like the guy will be like ah oh, yes right here it says nutsack it's like this is worth nothing now sorry but yeah so. 
Um, yeah, a couple more that stood out to me. Uh, Marcus Semien got a, a he, he had a really good year this year yeah. uh, for the Blue Jays, and uh, yeah, he he signed a seven year, hundred seventy five million deal, which I thought was uh, it's pretty darn high for him. Former White Sox. Yeah, Marcus former Semien. White Sox. Who nobody ever when he was on the White Sox, nobody ever talked about him being good. Yep, I know. It's um, I'm not sure if the White Sox were into scouting at that time or projecting, but. Uh, <laughs> They apparently were like, nah, we're we don't need Marcus Semien. Um so he was traded um for uh Jeff He was traded Samarja. for Jeff Samarja, I think. Yeah. 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 Um they also gave up Chris Bassett too, which is pretty bad. That's Bassett and Semien, um yeah. They um, the White Sox could have used they probably could have used those guys. Yeah, because Bassett is still in the league and he's he's pretty he pretty good. I mean, he got beamed in the head by that line drive at in uh the White Sox park. Yeah. I think that was, but uh, yeah, he's he's pretty good too. So you know, people people rag on the Tatis for uh, Shields trade, but uh, the Semyon and Bassett for uh, Samarja that that one wasn't far behind. So you know, hashtag never forget that one. Yeah, it's a couple of bad ones. Uh, those both had to have been under Kenny Williams, I think, right? Probably. Yeah, not not so great. Um, good thing they they promoted him. They demoted him upwards. <laughs> He's like the president or whatever. But um, but yeah. So yeah, that's uh that that's a huge one. Obviously, Texas like went on a huge spending spree. Um, uh, of course, they signed Corey Seager as well. So they signed like two of the top shortstops like on the on the market. Um, uh, Javier Baez signed with the Tigers, one of the other uh, hot hot shortstops. Um, you know, kind of a sad, kind of a bittersweet moment for the Cubs, uh, for, for Cubs fans. Um, not that they were going to resign Baez probably, but, um, he's got that, he's got an out clause after two years. So I don't know. I actually think that the Tigers will be good and they'll still be contending at that point. But, um, yeah, I bet if the Cubs, if the Cubs somehow can, can get back into contention and he's still, you know, producing, I I could see him opting out like for some sort of guarantee to come back to the Cubs. Uh, I, I'm sure he'd be welcome back with open arms. Certainly, um, and you know I I got the jersey. I could bust the jersey out um, for that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I, I I I so what did I say, Jack? I said like I had I have a feeling he's going to the Tigers or something like that. Um. Yes. You. I think you said that to me. Uh, maybe it was when we were at the wrestling show. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of you know we're trying to do a little hot stove, um, and uh, yeah, I was feeling I was feeling biased to the Tigers, and so that ended up happening. So, um, but yeah, didn't didn't say it on the podcast, unfortunately. So I get zero points for that. But um, so that was an interesting one. Uh, let's see. Um, obviously, the Cubs signing Marcus Stroman is a big one. Um, I had forgotten that I own. Uh, a uh, frosty the strowman uh sweatshirt <laughs> like ugly it's like an ugly christmas sweater style sweatshirt that i got years ago um so uh are you gonna that wear that to you to uh to your christmas parties this year i i did wear it the year that i got it i did wear it out to, to some christmas parties um but uh i've packed on a little weight since then so i'm gonna have to like do some <laughs> uh some burpees or something to <laughs> to be able to wear that one a little more comfortably, but uh, I, I got it. I got it at least. So by opening day, uh, hopefully one of those early April games where Stroman is pitching, um, I'll throw that bad boy on and wear that to the park. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, the very last name on the list uh, that I'm looking at here, Jeremy, is uh, uh, none other none other than Ryan Zimmerman, who I I thought was retired. So it's uh, you know it's odd that he's being listed on here. Maybe he's you know put his name back in the hat. Uh, 
I will say he he's probably feeling very unsafe right about now. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So many reasons for for you know someone like him to feel unsafe. Um, yeah, no, I think he is retired. I think he like I think he announced that. So I I, I wonder. Yeah, or maybe not. Maybe he hasn't officially retired. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess um, he's definitely a free agent. Um, uh, let's see. I have a couple more on my list. Um, John Gray signed with the Ra- signed also signed with the Rangers, right? Yeah, so, yeah. John Gray. We met John Gray. Who 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 knew that he was gonna um, you know sign a contract for fifty <laughs> plus million dollars just a couple <laughs> months after we uh, after we had that brush with greatness. Yeah, uh, I think him. he knew. I think he knew. Yeah. I think he had it in the back of his <laughs> he mind. He knew, and I guess anybody who followed the Rockies probably knew that he was a free agent, but that wasn't yeah. us. I think he was like, ah, fuck, these guys want my autograph. He's like, I'm going to get paid in a couple months. I, I'll just sign some autographs. What, what's it going to hurt me? Um, so uh, so that was cool. I was hoping – I was actually that was a guy that I was actually hoping the Cubs would sign, so I was kind of bummed uh, – when when we when the Cubs didn't sign him, although if if you were to tell me that they were going to get Marcus Stroman, I'd be like, okay, cool, see you, John Gray. Um, but uh, but yeah, so there's that. And then um, uh, the other thing, the only other thing that I we should talk about too is the 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 trade that happened. One of the last moves that happened before the lockout, uh, the Bra- the Brewers uh, traded uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, and some prospects to the Red Sox for Hunter Renfro. Yeah, that's kind of an exciting trade. I'm down with Hunter Renfro. I think he's gonna um, he's gonna hit really well in Miller Park. I, yeah, I think he's gonna be a 30 plus homer guy. He's not gonna be worse offensively than Jackie Bradley Jr. was. Jackie Bradley Jr. <laughs> hit once 164 this year. Um, yeah. The CBS Sports article that I was reading about it described uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. They said that his year went horribly with the Brewers, uh, but I would say his year went about average. If you follow yeah. Jackie Bradley Jr., the guy is liable to hit under 200 in any given season. So, if he he played good defense, he certainly didn't hit a lick. But uh, I'd say I'd say for Jackie Bradley, that was maybe a slightly below average year. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, he's kind of been a general disappointment in his career. Like I, the bat just never kind of showed up. Um, but yeah, their offense is great, but, or the defense is great, but like, yeah, you obviously wish that he would have, um, uh, hit a little better and, you know, um, so yeah, I don't think, I, I hope that Brewers fans weren't expecting more out of him than that. I mean, you, you, you like the guy to crack 200 maybe, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, not, not so great. Jack, I think, um, I like the trade too. I mean, f- for the Brewers, I like it as a Cubs fan. I don't like it. Cause I, I've always liked Hunter Renfro. And uh, yeah, I think he's gonna mash in uh, in uh, what is it, Amfam Field? Yes. Um, but I I don't under I actually I actually don't understand why the Red Sox traded him. I mean, like he he seemed like the kind of guy I I don't get this whole thing. Like <clears throat> this is his fourth team, maybe maybe. Well, uh, I I know it's uh you know Padres, Red Sox, and I guess he now was, Brewers. He so was I, on the I can't... Rays too. He was on the Rays. Oh uh, God, was he Sox. on the was he on the Rays? Was it in like 2020 that he was on the Rays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Right before the Red Sox. So like it's at least four teams. Um, I don't. I'm not. I don't think I'm forgetting one in there. It's like I don't know why he's bounced around so much. I know his 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 average hasn't really been there, but he really. I think he kind of had a. He, I think he had his best year last year. So I guess yeah. the Red Sox are selling high on him, but also maybe that's just maybe he's just finally come into his own. So I don't know. So great. So now the Brewers have him. Like now he's figured things out. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens there. I can't wait for that Marcus Stroman, uh, Hunter Renfro, NL Central matchup. You know this <laughs> hey, summer. 
Yeah, hey, it's it's not it's not Bobby Wilson versus uh, Ross Detweiler, but it it's something. Yikes. Yeah, for sure. the The only thing, the only other thing, and I will say, I will come out on the podcast and say this about um, that that trade is I the one thing that I I would would hurt as for the Brewers is um they had, they threw in this prospect uh, Alex Benellis uh, into the um into the trade and I I remember I think I wonder if I should search that that keyword in our text history Jack because I remember when the uh, Brewers draft so they drafted. Alex Benellis, uh this past year in the third round from Louisville, and I thought that was a pretty good pick for them. Um, so he, I think he, I think he's got a future in the in the MLB. He's he's just like a pedigree baseball guy. I'm, I'm actually surprised he fell to the third round. Um, so and his his minor league numbers um, were pretty good this year. So that that one could end up hurting the Brewers down the line. But um, as for right now, uh, they'll. Uh, They'll take. I'm sure they'll they'll reap the rewards of uh, Hunter Renfro. So yeah, I I think there were two prospects in that in that trade yeah. along with Jackie Bradley Jr. So for me, that, it seemed like that trade for Boston was more about the prospects than than JBJ. Um, uh, but unless one of those, but prospects are prospects, right? And unless one of those guys turns out to be Fernando Tatis Jr., um, yeah. you know, I, I'm I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, the other guy, I I didn't know too much about the other guy, but um, I you know I think he was kind of like. You know, he's been talked about as a prospect, I guess, from what, what I was looking at. But uh, I, I didn't know him. I didn't. He wasn't necessarily on my radar. But yeah, we'll see about Alex Benellis. Um, but uh, but yeah. So that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's, nice. that's a lot of stuff, especially for end of November, uh, beginning of December. But the way free agent season has been going the last couple of years. But uh, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, the lockout happened, and now everything stopped, and so we'll see what happens. Uh, how long? There's a pause in all of this. Yeah, it's probably the last stuff for a while as far yeah. as the baseball news goes. So um, with that being said, uh, should we start our lockout uh, Damian Miller challenge? <laughs> we should, yeah. So, all right. Um, yeah, so, you know, like the lockout started today essentially in, in baseball, and um, the players are like they're they're locked out. They're locked out of team facilities. Um, they, they, you know, I think they're they're kind of on their own here while negotiations are happening. Um, if you go to the MLB website today, uh, you go to the roster page and like all the headshots are gone. If you go to like the main page of MLB.com, there are no references to current to to active players right now. It's all like um, old guys, like you know, old story or like stories about like retired players which kind of fits well with with our our you know our thing but uh um but it's weird it's a weird time right now this is the first time that there's been a lockout in baseball in the digital age so like you know there was no website to uh to to scrub back in 1994 so um so it's interesting but because of all that we wanted to 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 do this damian miller uh, lockout challenge so um yeah let's let's get into it jack Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, start off, Jeremy. So my first one. So yeah, the premise for this is two players show up at your door. One <laughs> of them you can invite in to hang out with, and the other one you're gonna lock out of your house. So uh, for my first one, the two people who showed up at the same time were Leury Garcia and Adam Engel. Um, <laughs> very nice. And we should say like Leury Garcia, the man, you know, the 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 human cockroach, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Uh, the guy who uh, you know lives to be a White Sox uh, was was also re-signed um, by the team this this week, I think. So um, yeah, for three years, no less. Yeah, this is the first time on record that we we can identify like the terms and length of a contract uh, for Leori Garcia. So 
Um, I don't I don't know if he's going to be a trade de- deadline acquisition for anybody. So I think we can kind of count on him being around for the White Sox uh, until like I guess what twenty twenty four. I guess yeah yeah until the end of the twenty twenty four season or you know at least unless he's a trade piece in twenty you know the, the deadline in twenty twenty four. I don't see yeah. It, but- <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> these these are two guys who exist only because the White Sox exist, um, and there certainly are other players like that in the league, or oh, I should say, not in the league anymore. Yolmer Sanchez, who we yep. recently talked about uh, on here, it was another such player, um, and the proof was in the pudding there. Uh, after he was not on the White Sox anymore, he just ceased to exist. He yeah, tr- yeah. he tried to catch on with the Giants, uh, didn't work, and you know now he's out of the league. So these two guys are like that. Giving Larry Garcia a three-year deal is a little puzzling. Um, they could have given, offered this guy a one-year deal at $1 million, and he still would have taken it. Um, instead, they gave him a, th- a three-year deal for like $15 million. So it's very strange. Um, but now that Larry Garcia, now that we can actually define the terms of his contract, <laughs> the, the, guy, the guy who we can't, like, just has an undetermined, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, pass go collect two hundred dollars contract with the with the White Sox is Adam Engel. Like this is a guy who's now been on the team for like you know five or six years. Um, he never seems to play a full season on the team, but he's always helped up. He was on the playoff roster. He made starts in the playoffs, but it's just it's just puzzling that this guy is uh, is on the team. He's got a good glove. We've seen him rob a couple of home runs. But, you know, that that alone isn't enough to keep a guy on a major league roster for, you know, the better part of a decade. It's true. Um, Jack, would you believe me if I told you, and I should have known this, but I, I only I only, I think I only like found this out this just recently watching the uh, Arizona Fall League championship that Adam Engel was the Arizona Fall League MVP in 2015. So maybe that's really? how. Yeah, so maybe that's how he's like still in the league. I guess. Oh wow, Jack! I just I, so I googled Adam Engel Arizona Fall League, and you know how like it'll like do that list of questions, like you know, like it's like people also ask, mm-hmm. and then it's like it says what college did Adam Engel go to? What team is Adam Engel on? The fourth one on the list is is Adam Engel good? <laughs> Which uh, is pretty awesome that that's on there. Um, but uh, but yeah, so. Um, as a as a fan of a guy, of a team with a guy who won the Arizona Fall League uh, MVP this year, now I'm starting to put it all into like different contexts. I think uh, <laughs> uh, Dustin Ackley also won Arizona Fall League, so maybe it doesn't mean shit. Yeah, um, you you were pretty excited about that one, Jeremy. So I'm I'm sorry to yuck your yum on that one, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, guy, okay, so we we we've uh, pontificated enough about this this uh, thing here. So um. God, you know, Adam Engel would be would would be cool to have over because he would like, you know, he's athletic. He could like jump and shit. He could like probably like it's like I'd be like, oh, man, there's a the serving platter on the top of that. The top shelf. I can't reach it. And Adam Engel would just jump and grab it. So that would be pretty cool. But Leor Garcia just got paid. So he could probably order some pizza and some like we could probably get like all like the supplies we needed just delivered to the house and he would pay for it. No problem. So I. I might I might have to go Leori here just because of the money factor. I think he's I think he's got more dough than Adam Engel right now. 
Yeah, well, hey, uh, you know, first of all, Jeremy, I said we, we've seen Adam Engel, like, rob a couple of home runs. If you, yeah. if you had this guy in your house oh, and, yeah. you took, and you took your eye off him, like, what else is he going to rob? You know, is he <laughs> going to go true. into your, uh, you know, you got, you got all those baseball cards, he might steal those, like, or yeah. uh, you got a nice watch laying around, he might take that. So <clears throat> I'd be a little worried about that. Larry Garcia, um, when they, you know, during the this or that, they asked him, uh, you know, do, do you like mountains or beach? And he said, I think he said beach. So I would agree with that. Um, you know, I would rather hang out at the beach than, um, you know, in the mountains. So I, I would assume that we have other, like, you know, things that we like in common. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Larry Garcia on this one, too. Very nice. All right. Um, all right. Let's 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 move on to the nice. um, to the to the, the rest here. So, Jack, I got one for you. And I cheated a little bit. I, I tend to cheat sometimes at these ones, especially when I propose the idea. <laughs> I lay out the rules. I end up cheating. Uh, but uh, I got I I, veer, I veered off of baseball just for this one, Jack. But I had to put it to you specifically. So, Jack, um, I got Ryan Braun or Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's a good that's a good one. Um, and yeah. the, the, these two guys, uh, if if they were together in a room, they might start fighting. Um, because yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers disowned Ryan Braun and was like, Oh, he lied to me and stuff like Ryan Braun lied to me about taking steroids. And like the whole time, Aaron Rodgers was a piece of shit too. You yeah. just didn't, just didn't find out about it until like 10 years later. Right. Um, so that's an interesting, you know what, you know what though? Like at least, uh, at least Ryan Braun is probably vaccinated. So he can, he can come in, he can come in my house. I, I don't need anybody who's immunized. You know, right. um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, in this, this one, I'm actually going to take, uh, Ryan Braun. I, yeah, I think that's a, that's the right move. Jack say, r- throw all the immunization vaccination out of the window. It's just, Aaron Rodgers just seems like he's a fucking annoying man. He would talk to you all. He'd be like, Hey, did you hear what Rogan said the other day? And just talk about a fucking Joe Rogan all the time and probably want to like go hiking or some shit. It's like, it's like, no, nah, man, like you came over here. Like we're going to hang in the house at the crib. We, you know, we're not going hiking. We're not going to go like uh, base jumping, Aaron. Like, let's just chill. You know, I had a long week at work. Um, so I think Braun would, you know, I, I, I would, I, I would agree with that. I, I would take Braun just for, just for the insufferability of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, man. And I, I don't mean to sound like some square dad from the six, like the early sixties, but like you know, Aaron Rodgers, like get a, get a haircut, dude. Like you look like a mess. Yes, it doesn't. It does not look good on him. No, no, it's no. just yeah. Fuck. Okay, yeah. So it, Ryan Braun, Ryan Braun. I think we're wow. both in agreement on that. Wow. Yeah, and that that's saying something. Okay, yes. uh, my my next one is uh, Cody Bellinger or Jock Peterson. Oh damn you! Um, that's a good one. I have Jock in one of mine too. Uh, okay. Um, I, uh, whoo, um, man, just talk about a couple of boneheads. Yeah. Oh man, that's a really tough one, man. That's really tough because I can picture, I can, I can try to make exceptions for either. Like they would both be boneheads, and they would both be like they would both say stupid shit, kind of sim- in the same way. Like they would be insufferable, like Aaron Rodgers. I would almost pick. Jock, just because I think like it seems they're both they're both really cut from the same cloth, but it almost seems to me that Jock Peterson might say something funny on accident, um, 
and Cody Cody B is just like I think he's just the dude bro like oh, oh cool man like and he just he brings nothing to the table like I think Jock has like a a, a dangerous uh, goofiness to him that like might result in some sort of humor um, you know he might do a stupid prank on me and and piss me off but like at least there's some potential for maybe some accidental entertainment from Jock Peterson. So I think I got to go Jock on that one. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to agree with you there, Jeremy. I don't know if you remember the story from spring training where, uh, you know, David Ross was walking to his car in the parking lot. And then all of a sudden someone beeped their horn really loud and scared David Ross. Um, and the guy who executed that prank was Jock Peterson. Um, so I, I think there's a good chance Jock, he seems like a guy who actually kind of has a sense of humor. He was wearing that pearl necklace during the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so he yeah, has he's a sense not, he's, of humor. It's just bad. <laughs> it's it's something, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't know whatever you want to call it, but uh, he, he at least has like some flashes of a personality every once in a while. Uh, Cody Bellinger, uh, his his big uh, his big speech to his teammates after they won uh, the playoff series was, "I wouldn't be here without you guys." Now let's fucking drink, um, yeah. uh, you know, and saying that uh, you know whoever it was uh, was uh, whichever pitcher was shoving it up the Dodgers' butts in a uh, right. a post game interview. Uh, right. Yeah, the guy just you know the guy the guy just has no. Uh, no, no filter, no sense of personality. So I would, yeah. I'll, I'll take Jock by a, I guess by a hair in that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure, by a mustache, a transparent mustache whisker. <laughs> yeah, there um, you go. <clears throat> uh, well, Jack, so I have a Jock for you as well. Um, so yes, Jock Peterson. The the basis on all of our like bad sense of humor, uh, you know, the the uh, stories about Jock Peterson is that that stupid that like. Uh, hey, 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 I, I honked at David Ross and scared him, so I'm funny. Uh, so just a bad sense of humor, bad comedic instincts. Um, Jack, you read the um, the uh, Cubs Way book. Yeah, um, I did. Do you remember, do you recall the story about Hector Rondon and Anthony yes. Rizzo? Yeah, so so Anthony Rizzo was, uh, he was up on some like stool or some couch uh, naked. Um, he was Before standing on it. and seven. he. Yeah, it was before Game Seven, um, and he was uh, uh, he was playing the Rocky music, and he was like, you know, punt, like he was air, air boxing, yeah. um, and then you know, it was kind of getting everybody pumped up, and they were all laughing at him, at Rizzo and stuff, and you know, uh, everybody was getting loose, yeah. um, kind of forgetting about the big game they had to play, and then Hector Rondon came up to Rizzo. And with a can of shoe polish and sprayed shoe polish on his crotch. <laughs> yeah, on his crotch. And then Rizzo And then got... Rizzo was like, what the fuck, dude? And he ran to the shower and washed it off. Yeah. Probably because shoe polish, you're not... there. I'm sure there are warnings on shoe polish that say you're not supposed to get this on your skin. Yes. And like here this guy is, you know, sp- spraying it on the, you know, the, the most fucking precious, uh, <laughs> precious parts that any guy's fucking got. Yeah, for sure. Especially with a guy like Rizzo, who's very concerned about, um, you know, infertility, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so uh, he's still doing his research, folks. I just just got the report in. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, who the fuck wants shoe polish sprayed on their on their joint? You know, so like like what the hell? Like like Rondon, dude, you you, you ruined it. And then like it, it killed the mood at that point. And then like David Ross had to like save it. He said like, ah, you know. 
you know, you got to get back up. It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. And then Rizzo, like, he's like, you're right. And, like, got back up and did it again. And everyone, like, loosened up again. But, like, Rondon almost blew the the, the World Series for the Cubs by, like, killing the mood. Um, by thinking he was, like, getting in on the fun. But taking it too far. So, Jack, my 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 hypothet- my lockout uh, dilemma to you is Jack Peterson versus Hector Rondon. Well, hey, Jeremy. Um that was one thing I was going to say, because I, I, I feel like we've, um, you know, we've been, we've been mostly the same on on these, but that that makes sense because we're friends, and you know, we kind of would like choose the same type of person probably to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got to take Jock on this one just yeah. because Jock, Jock's pranks seem pretty harmless. Yeah. Like just 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 beeping just beeping at a guy is fine, but like you know, I don't want. Uh, I don't want to wake up and like be like handcuffed to my bed with nobody home or something, you know. And it's like I, I couldn't, you know, possibly get out or like, you know, I, I don't know some other other horrible like. Yeah, he like might pierce your nipples or something. It's like, hey, yeah. check it out! I pierce your nipples. Like, oh, like great! Like I'm scarred. I'm a I'm 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 scarred for life now. Thanks a lot, Rondone. Real yeah, funny. it's. You know, at the very least, he seems like the kind of guy who would like, you know, draw a fucking penis on your head, but but yes. do it with like do it with sharpie, yeah, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, just, just terrible stuff. So, uh, yeah, forget him, um, Jock Peterson. All, wow, we picked Jock twice over two guys. So, you <laughs> I know, I think he wins the day. I, I got a, I got a good one for you, Jeremy. Um, this one, Jerry Reinsdorf or Tom Ricketts. Yeah, <laughs> very nice, very nice. Um, I have a Ricketts one as well. Um, sheesh, Jerry Reinsdorf, Tom Ricketts, right? So yeah. Oh God, <laughs> man. Uh, I have an instinct, and I think it's it could be offensive in the year 2021, but I'm not sure. But I'm I'm gonna deliberate a little more. I, I'll say this about Tom Ricketts. I don't. Tom Ricketts is not the worst of the Ricketts family. I'll say that. So he, at least he has that going. Are you referring to the dad? The dad and the one who's maybe who was in the Trump administration too. Okay. Um, you know those those two probably would be the least. My, probably my my bottom couple Ricketts. Did, didn't you know. the dad send out an email saying that Muslims were his natural enemy? Yes, he did. He did. So. <laughs> Um, maybe I guess I'd have to put that one. I have to put him at the bottom. He also didn't know what base, like the, what the Cubs were when they approached him to buy the team. Um, but, um, but yeah, Tom Ricketts is just like, I, I, it's always the quiet ones that you have to be afraid of. Right. So like, who knows? Like Tom Ricketts keeps it very close to the vest, which as a owner of a baseball team, is probably what you should be doing. You know, you shouldn't be alienating half of your fan base. Um, by your political moves or whatever. Um, but um, so so Tom Ricketts has that going for him. He's he's so kind of like milk toast that it's kind of scary. Um, but I have seen him sign autographs and stuff. And I was standing next to him on opening day. Um, and and stuff. So like uh, he he like he rubs elbows with the fans. Jerry Reinsdorf is 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 a pretty old guy these days. Um, this is my instinct, Jack, and it's probably a little offensive, but uh, <laughs> I think if Jerry Reinsdorf came over, we could probably like get some like nice, like some good Jewish food, some like good like corned beef, uh, and and uh, and like uh, pastrami, and like have like a good spread. Uh, so I think I, I kind of like I, I'm picking Reinsdorf for that reason and that reason alone. Oh, okay, I, I you know I, I like it, Jeremy. I I was gonna pick Reinsdorf too. Uh, if only because, um, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf will, like, if, if you're friends with Jerry Reinsdorf, 
you're in for yes. life, man. That's true. That's Jerry true. Reinsdorf is the most loyal person uh, in in the freaking world. Um, that, that's why Kenny Williams still has a job. That's why Don Cooper was the pitching coach for 20 years. Like, <laughs> if, if I want to just be taken care of and not have to worry about a goddamn thing, like, I'm going to try to get in Jerry Reinsdorf's good graces. I'm going to try to be, you know, in his crew. Um, like, if, if, you know, Jer- Jerry Reinsdorf literally hired Tony La Russa because he felt bad about something that happened 35 years ago. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Jerry Reinsdorf. I think that's, I think that's pretty good. Um, yeah. And he, he probably, he has more baseball stories to tell. So, so that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a good reason there. Speaking of baseball stories to tell Jack, um, my next one here, I'll just go with this one. Um, is, uh, we talked last, I think it was last week, um, about the 1986 Mets, Mm -hmm. um, uh, 30 for 30 and we talked about how we could probably sit down and, and listen to some stories from Lenny Dykstra um, you know for a while like because the guy's a abject misfit um, overall but like you probably could still have like a really good baseball conversation with the guy um, so I got Lenny Dykstra Jack or I got um, his natural enemy I guess or his natural opponent um, in something like this uh, Pete Rose so Pete Rose or Lenny Dykstra Jack who would you who would you take Hmm. Who would you yeah, that, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I, I was going to say it, it probably would be Lenny Dykstra, um, mm. for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, like, uh, Lenny Dykstra, if, if you want to, Lenny Dykstra is the guy who knows a guy, you know, like if you want to <laughs> get, I don't know like, if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually most of the guys who Lenny Dykstra knows probably <laughs> are trying to, <laughs> trying to get some money back from him. It's but, true. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if you wanted to, if if you wanted to throw a party, just a wild party, get any kind of like drugs or booze or you know whatever other vice you're looking for, uh, Lenny Dykstra would he would he would be that guy. He he'd be able to he'd be able to get it for you. So that's uh, that I I would choose Lenny Dykstra there. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, this will yeah, I was thinking that I would probably pick Pete Rose. Just okay. Pick- he he probably is really he probably would be really goddamn annoying. He probably would make a lot of demands too. He'd be like, "Hey, this couch isn't good. Like, hey, let me sit on let me let me lay on your bed." It's like, "Come on, Pete. Like, we're no, nah, let's not move it to the bedroom, Pete. Like, I got the couch here, you know, or like, you know, you have like your chair, right? And then you have a couch for your friends to sit on." And he's like, "No, no, no. Let me sit on your your chair, man. That's a nice recliner." It's like, "All right, Pete. Fine." You know, but all that being said, I'm still picking him. Uh, just because he he definitely, I feel like he definitely likes to talk trash. I mean, Dykstra does too, but I think uh, Pete Rose would, if you got to sit down with Pete Rose, I think you could probably get him to talk shit about other players he played with for like a good solid like three hours. So um, I'm picking Pete Rose for that reason, but it's a tough it's a tough call either way. Yeah, definitely. You know, one one thing I like about Pete Rose, I, they I heard one time they asked him about his career, and you know they said, "Are you the greatest hitter ever?" He said, "No, I'm not the greatest, just the most consistent," um, which is probably true, um, mm. considering he has the most hits of all time, uh, which is neat. Uh, yeah, that was a good one, Jeremy. I, I got a good one for you. This is gonna be all a right. tough one. Um, Alex Rodriguez or Matt Vescarjan? Oh man, that's a really good one. Yeah. Oh God, Jesus. Man, for so many, like, for different reasons, like, it's like, as soon as I'm like, oh, him, and I'm like, no way, like, I can't pick him, like, oh, man, it's a good one, that's a really, really good one, <laughs> I, I mean, my instinct is Vescurgeon just because he, like, 
he's he's got he's a little he's 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 at least based in reality you know he he might have like a tired sense of humor a little bit but like a rod is just like an alien he's like alien um but like man ah uh, geez obviously a rod though has got the dough so like um i'm proving to be very materialistic in, in, in these in these uh, decisions i think but i gotta um <clears throat> i would i guess i would say vascursion just because like it would be it would be come tiresome, but we could like you know quote like you know uh, old school or like wedding crashers or something. I'm sure he would just quote like you know two thousands comedies like and maybe maybe some nineties and two thousands comedies uh, you know all night, and we'd have to just just be cool with that, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I you know I, I see where you're coming from with that. So I would you know in, to go the materialistic route, um, I would go with a rod. Yeah. Uh, for 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 basically for that reason, right? Um, you know, if you look at A Rod's Instagram, which we talked about once once on here, uh, like the guy, you know, he 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 likes to dabble in business. He likes to play business. So I feel like if if you got in those graces with him, uh, you know, you're all set, right? He strikes me as a person who's very insecure and needs a lot of validation, which is why which is why he probably loves working with Matt Vasgarzen because whatever dumb narrative A-Rod makes up, you know, during a given game. And there's all, there's always one, at least one stupid, stupid thing he just makes up and then he just rolls with for the, the whole game. And then Vascarzen will just back him up on it and kiss his ass on it. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm sure A-Rod loves that. So if, if, I, if I was to hang out with A-Rod, I would just, you know, I would just kiss his ass and tell him how good he was. And then, and then I'm all set. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think you could... You could definitely like be one of the one of the guys in his posse, and then you know just get just reap all the rewards of knowing a rod. So oh yeah, I can I can see that for sure. Um, all right, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, let's see, where do I want to go with this? Um, let's just knock this one out of the way. I don't. I was trying to find like a parallel for this one, and I just I couldn't get a perfect one. So, but I think it's just funny to say. So um, maybe it's even a little dated, but I have Jack. Uh, I have the Ricketts family, okay, the mm, okay. whole Ricketts family, versus the Dark Arts team. <laughs> so the team, all the guys who uh, basically, um, you know, created the whole cheating system for the for the A's, if you or for the for the Astros. If you recall, um, the guy uh, who who I happen to know, um, uh, I used to be a coworker um, who who like masterminded the whole. Uh, cheating scandal for the for the Astros. Um, they called it the dark arts. And so, you know, if you can imagine like being around a bunch of like kind of like video and stats geeks, um, like kind of coming up, you know, one of, of whom I am a member of myself, but all those guys um, or the Ricketts family. Well, I got to ask you this, Jeremy. You knew that you knew these guys were, you know, or some of them anyway. Yeah. Uh, were they fun to hang out with? <laughs> uh, not not really, not really oh, okay <laughs> i mean like uh you know it's like first of all like if you didn't know like if you if you confused a uh a, a, a change up with a slider they would they would you know think you were an idiot like, oh, that's not a fucking change up you idiot that's a slider I, no one actually said that to me but they definitely i heard them talk shit about other guys for like doing a bad job at charting like pitches for a game. So I can only imagine. And, uh, they're just, they're just bros, you know, they're just bros like in, in kind of 
in the same way that like a Cody Ballinger is, but you know, they're like, there's, there's tabulating stats instead of playing the game. So yeah, it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't be that great. I'll, t- I'll say that. You know, uh, yeah, and and they called it what the what, Project Dark Arts or yeah, is Project that... Codebreaker? I think right, or wasn't it something like they they used Codebreaker? I think, mm-hmm. but um, they called it yeah the Dark Arts also. Which here's like, the thing: if... that's a perfect example of like, like, hey man, we're working on the Dark Arts. It's like, all right, man, you're we're we're cheating, guys. Let's not sugarcoat this, you know. Yeah, here's the thing: if they, if they were doing things like calling it the Dark Arts, yes. these guys never thought they were gonna get caught. True. Yeah. For Fuck sure. those guys, man. Uh, like, at, le- at least the Rickets are transparent with their shittiness. Or, yeah. I mean, if not transparent, like, they, I'm sure they definitely didn't want those emails to get leaked out, like, with the old man. Right. Right. But, uh, hey, it, with the Rickets, you know, um, what you see is what you get. But with, yeah, you know, with these, not, with these... They're, you know, there's a wide range, too. Like, Laura Ricketts, um, you know, depending on what your, uh, your, your, your system of beliefs are, might be on... You know, you have two opposite sides. Remember that we'll put it that way, uh, politically and uh, ethically speaking, I guess. And hey, you know what, Jeremy? If you're if you're gonna uh, if if you're working at a place with somebody, and uh, you know somebody maybe seems like they're not, um, you know, you're you're better at the job than they are, or like you just have more experience. Uh, instead of laughing at somebody for getting something wrong or talking shit about them just because like they got a thing wrong. I think the better thing to do is to try to mentor that person and, <laughs> yeah, and help, help them, them out yeah, yeah, and yeah. not be a complete dick. Yeah, yeah. So, totally. I, I, so I hate people like that, dude. I, I hate people who just, like, think that they're the shit, um, you know, at, at some, you know, small thing in life, and they just right. hold it over you. I just That's just, like, one of my least favorite types of person. Yeah. That's so fair. fuck fuck that, man. I would rather hang out with the Ricketts than those guys. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Hey, and, and the Ricketts are billionaires, too. True. All right. Again, so it goes back to the, you know, what can they order in from Uber Eats? Um, <laughs> okay. So very nice. All right. I got I got another good one, man. Uh, you mean Mercedes or Williams Astudio? Well, Jack, you just knocked one off my list, too, because I also oh, had that one. Nice. You did? Okay. Well, you're <laughs> yeah. on the same wavelength. I love it. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. A, a perfect uh, one for coming off of the 2021 season. Um, it's a good one, Jack. Uh, I... Um, I don't know, man. I think it's like, you know, uh, your mean seemed pretty fun. Like he refers to himself in the third person. Uh, that's always, and that's a kind of a red flag quite honestly, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, but yeah, but then he also had this thing where he retired for a day and, you know, I, I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what all is going on there. Williams Ostadio is just kind of just seems like a goofball. Like, I don't really know too much about him, but, um, you know, he's a guy who like, is like, you know, I don't know, 285 pounds and is like, no, I'm not going to lose the way I'm going to be that and also play major league baseball. So there's some, some sort of like self-assuredness there that maybe is admirable. Um, so I would, I guess I'd have to go Williams Astadio on that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that you're mean Mercedes to hang out with. So yeah, he, he definitely had the highs of April and, and now just just April, um, <laughs> April you know, and uh, April. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That slump that slump started in May. 
But so yeah. he, you know, he lived, uh, you know, he lived the high life for about a month. Um, but then, you know, when he was in the minors, what was it, June or July, and he retired for that day, you know, like, yeah. it was like, it was like sad because he, he sent out some cryptic Instagram message, which was very weird. So I yeah. feel like your mean Mercedes is one of those guys who uh, he would be very moody. He'd yeah. be prone to a lot of mood swings. So, you know, if you're hanging out with him, you invited him over, you'd never really know which guy you were going to get. Like, are you going to get the fun guy today? Or are you going to get the guy who's like down in the dumps or snaps at you? So yeah. I, I would say just based on that alone, um, I would say I would say Williams Astudio, even though he kind of blew you off. Uh, yeah, that's but, true. That's you know, true. I, I would still say Williams Astudio. Exactly. Yeah. In this scenario, I'd be like, Willie. And he'd be like, Jer, Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> JD, whatever. And like, and come right in. So yeah, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, and I, I think, uh, I think we can live with that choice. All right. Um, all right, Jack, let's see. I got, uh, I kind of have three more that I'd like to yeah, do. Yeah. So I got two more. So you got three. I got, I got two more. Okay. Let's, let's, let's do that then. Um, so let's see. Um, all right, Jack, here's a good one. Uh, Joe West. Okay. Or Marlins man. Ooh, okay. So yeah, I was gonna do a Joe West one, but I okay. didn't. Okay. Um, yeah, I like. Uh, so first of all, I was gonna say, yeah, we we were at the game where the we were at the game mm. after he set the record, right? Mm. If I'm not Joe West for most games umpired. Yeah, I, either the, the game immediately after, or like two games after, but but one, right one, right on the tailwind of that. One thing I never mentioned was I, I didn't know about this until I, I read the article afterwards uh, on that game. But he uh, they they got. He, he he had asked the Oak Ridge Boys to yes. sing the national anthem. Do you, yeah. do you know who the Oak Ridge Boys are? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay, yeah, they had a big hit in, like, the early 80s with a song called Elvira. But, yeah, they're just, like, this old country band that's been around for 45 years. So, of course, Joe West wanted them to sing the national anthem. I wonder what the, <laughs> the MLB was like, you know... Yeah, you can you can have whoever you want like uh, within reason, and they were probably like, "Oh shit!" Like you know, is he gonna want like uh, you know Willie Nelson or somebody? Like, is Willie Nelson still alive? I don't know, but yeah. like, yeah. But he's like, "Oh shit!" Is he is he gonna want somebody really expensive? And Joe West was like, "I want the Oak Ridge Boys." They were like, oh, oh, "Okay, okay, like fine." <laughs> I wonder what the Oak Ridge Boys fee was for doing that. It's like, what you know, how much does it cost to get the Oak Ridge Boys to make an appearance? But um, yeah, right. Yeah. I always just I, I thought that was funny, but anyway, um, so I would pick Marlins man, and I, I guess I guess again this is a bit materialistic. Uh, first of all, if Joe if Joe West is coming over to your house, he's sure as hell probably not wearing a mask. Um, no, so it's no. like I don't I don't know where the hell this guy has been. Uh, Marlins man, this guy goes to every game. I mean, I love attending live sports events, and this guy yeah. just get he can get tickets to anything. So I feel like uh, yeah. if, you know if I if I had him in. And, you know, and I ordered, you know, Uber Eats and just paid for the whole thing and just, you know, was a really great host to him. I feel like he would pay me back by getting the just the the, the most baller seats I've at, at, a, at a sporting event I've ever sure. had front front row seats. So I'm, I'm going with Marlins, man. That is true. That is true. I will say I'll, I'll pose a little hypothetical to you, though, with Marlins, man, Jack. Say say you and Marlins, man, are hanging out. Right. And maybe, you know, you invite a couple of girls over too to hang out as well. And like, you know, um, and then Marlon's man just starts like peacocking. Right. And he's like, hey, like he's wearing like, you know, the, the, the brightest orange jersey maybe that will catch people's eye. And he's like saying, look at me, look at me. I'm Marlon's man. I'm some schmo, but I'm wearing an orange shirt. So you can't not look at me because I'm on your TV. Um, 
that could get a little tired, I, I would say. But yeah, not, to, not yeah. to try to tip the scales because I guess I'd I guess I'd have to pick Marlon's man too, just because I cannot do Joe West. But I'm just saying you're gonna deal with that with Marlon's man. Uh, yeah, Jeremy. For, so yeah, I was I was wondering uh, first of all if um, you know if uh, if Marlon's man uh, you know if he would make you wear a Marlon's jersey to the game with him. If well, went with him. You would um, sure as hell be. He would say like whatever whatever color the seats were. He would say wear that color jersey or like whatever the the opposite end of the the Roy G Biv spectrum is. He would make you wear the opposite of what color he was wearing. Like definitely an earth tone because he's the one who needs to stand out with that orange jersey. You know, <laughs> you know, and so to to your uh, true, so true. Um, uh, but to, yeah, to your second point, Jeremy, the thing about peacocking. So the easiest way to to get rid of a, a guy like Marlon's man is uh, so let's say you know you're at a bar and you're you're talking up you're talking to a lady who you think is cute and then you know you go to the bathroom and then all of a sudden Marlon's man is there <laughs> when you get back talking to that talking to that uh, lady at the bar right so the easiest yeah. way for Marlon's man to get Marlon's man lost is to come you know when you come back Marlon's man's talking to this lady you know he does he doesn't want to let you back in the conversation so. Eventually, you get back in there and you, you you say to the lady, you you point at Marlon's man, you go, "Hey, is this guy your boyfriend?" Um, <laughs> she will shame Marlon's man the fuck out of there so fast because you know that's like a that's like you know you're implying that like you know she would she would date a guy like Marlon's man. She'll be like, "No, this guy's not my fucking boyfriend. I don't know who the fuck he is." And then Marlon's man will you know he'll he'll be embarrassed and he gets and he'll you know he'll get lost. So. Yeah, that hey Jeremy, that's a little uh, little advice, <laughs> little advice for you there. Um, you know, not that you need it. You're a married, you're a married guy, but you know. <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah, well, that yeah, that would be great. I you could probably also say, hey Marlon's man, there's a there's a game happening on national television somewhere. <laughs> there's an open seat behind home plate. So, yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of contempt for Marlon's man. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my, it's my turn, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is another good one, I think. Uh, okay, so I went a little off, off of baseball for this one, too. Okay. Um, but, you know, why not? So uh, Gene Honda or Mr. Riccolo? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, let's see. I Man, Definitely, uh, Mr. Riccolo is is gonna bring more entertainment to your party than than Gene Honda. I just got I know that you know I just gotta say that right off the top. I, I again we don't know what Mr. Riccolo did before, um, you know before DWA, but like he was he a classic rock DJ? I don't know, but um, he probably he probably like had was part of some some pretty fun parties in, in the seventies, albeit, but, but still, um, Gene Honda though, like, uh, he, uh, he, I think he, he like, uh, was associated with my organization that I work at, like my, the, the education, uh, organization I work with. So, uh, that would be cool. Like, um, he's a, he's an Asian American fella. Um, so like, uh, you know, I think we could talk about things there, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think I'll go with Gene Honda, even though I, I, I know that, that Mr. Riccolo is probably better at a party for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, Jeremy, I, I think I told you this movie I've even talked about on the podcast before. But I, uh, I work with the guy uh, who is very distant relations with uh, with Gene Honda. I, I, yeah. it, it's like a mom's cousin or something like that. Uh, but 
I guess the family was talking about him one time, and uh, somebody said to my coworker, they said, uh, yeah, Gene Honda, he's a, he's a very selfish man. Um, <laughs> I fucking love that, dude. That's the best thing anybody ever could have said about Gene Honda. Like, I love... <laughs> <laughs> Love the idea that, like, Gene Honda, White Sox, you know, announcer for 35-plus years, just, like, the biggest, like, most selfish asshole, like, ever. Even though, like, tries to, like, come off as a nice guy, but, like, really probably has, like, this huge ego because he's got this prominent position with the White Sox. And this goes back to Jerry Reinsdorf, too. As long as Jerry Reinsdorf owns that team, Gene Honda is going to be doing that job. Yeah. Um, not that he's not good at it. Like, he's completely got his own style that's uh that's just that's that's great like you know he he's a great public address announcer uh but but just like just for that just to know that gene gene honda would fucking sell me out in a second i guarantee <laughs> you like this dude is just so selfish so for that yeah. reason alone i'm gonna pick mr riccolo uh, that's really funny I, i'm like what in what way is gene honda selfish like i know man like is he just like selfish with his money like i, I can't imagine i mean i'm sure he does fine but i can't imagine he's like uber rich or anything like that so it's right. just like is he you know does he fucking make plans with people and then blow like flake out on him because he's got better stuff to do i don't know yeah. or like skip out on the bill or something or like right maybe it's <laughs> right, like hey yeah. gene gene dinner's on me and he's like okay then and he's like i'll take the filet mignon and the lobster thermidor and <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take the filet mignon <laughs> exactly um all right. Well, uh, uh, you know, good move on withholding that information until after I made my pick. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll have to just live with Gene Honda then. And, and figure <laughs> it out. Um, all right, Jack. Um, I have uh, I have a good one here. It's kind of a blast from the past from the podcast because we haven't talked about these guys in a while. Uh, so listeners, um, maybe newer listeners to the podcast might have to go back uh, to get this full reference. But, um, Jack, I have a couple of baseball stadium characters, some Wrigley Field characters. Nice. Uh, I got Sam Eagle, mm-hmm. the beer vendor, the disgruntled beer vendor, versus Catfish Man, the uh, uh, irascible uh, scorecard salesman at Wrigley Field. Ooh, okay, this is a good one, Jeremy. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast. Maybe it was a couple months back, but uh, I had I had talked to a friend of mine at work who, you know, in in years past had worked as a vendor at um, you know the stadiums. And uh, the the vendor hierarchy is definitely a very real thing. So what what we were seeing play out was exactly as we'd suspected. Yeah, um, nice. Now I I will say that uh, I, I I have a, a certain amount of respect for Sam Eagle uh, for for a, <laughs> a couple of reasons. First of all, because hey, like obviously he's a, he's a, he's an old dude, um, but he's yeah. he's able to get around and like he definitely looks strong as a bull. Uh, yeah. And he's obviously been doing this for a number of years. So, hey, you know what? He's he's paid his dues. You know, that check that check has been in the mail for a long time. So, you know, he, he's earned his position. And also when he was pissed off at that game uh, we were at and he went, that's it. That's all she wrote. And then he left. <laughs> I think we I think that was a White Sox game. Yeah. And I don't think we ever saw him back at the White Sox park. <laughs> That's so true. That's he's, true. he's a he's a man of his word. He he walked out and he never went back. Um, yeah. However, of he, could, he could pull that on you at, at your party, too. He's like, what? You don't have Cheetos? That's all she wrote. I'm out. And like, <laughs> just like we're done. Friendship over. Yeah. I mean, talk about a guy who's also just probably entitled. Right. Uh, I feel like <laughs> Catfish Man. It was always such a delight to see him. You know, he would say, want a pencil? 
but he didn't care if you took it or not. Um, That's true. He, he was not a pencil pusher, like in, no, in that in that way. No, no, he's he's not a pusher. He never has pushed uh, to quote taxi driver. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, so I feel like Catfish Man would be a, a good like low key party guest. You know, um, he's one of those guys where like if he shows up, great fun. If he doesn't show up, you know, you're not going to miss him because he's probably not going to have, he's not going to be that much of a factor in, sure. in the party itself. But, yeah. you know, I, Sam, Sam Eagle is definitely somebody who always has to have everything be about him. So I'm, I'm going to choose Catfish Man. I, you know, I bet Catfish Man, like, is one of those guys where it's like, it's like, you know, he like randomly knows like magic or something too. Like, I bet like <laughs> you give him a deck of cards and he like knows like 50 card tricks or something. So like. I think I think that's a I think that's a good pick, Jack. I I think um, I think Catfish Man. He might he might you know he might like eat all your chips or something. But um, but yeah yeah yeah. I think I, I think that could be an interesting wild card. Nice. Uh, uh, very very good. Very good. That was a, that was a good one. Um, all right. So for my last one, yeah, I, I took some characters from the podcast too. I'm glad we 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 hadn't talked about Ooh. doing that. So I'm glad we both decided to do it. Um, yeah. So mine mine Jeremy is. The informed interloper or mm-hmm. Brewer's Kid? Oh God, damn it, Jack! I have Brewer's Kid on my last one too. Um, but uh, <laughs> okay, informed interloper, and so okay, this is going back to I think season one of the podcast. Um, it is the the twenty eighteen season. The informed interloper was um, the guy who showed up at the White Sox Red uh, Cardinals game and was just like, first of all, and first of all, this guy. If we didn't make a clean exit, this guy could be showing up at your house, like literally. Oh yeah, um, because he took to Jack like, uh, like you know, like a, a bird takes to flight or something. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what the expression is, but uh, a moth takes to flame or something. I don't know, but um, but uh, but yeah, like so that's an interesting one. That's definitely a guy who could show up at our house. Maybe still could. Um, or the Brewers kid. I mean, oh man, I I. I don't know if we talked about this, Jack, but like when you had to kind of give you, you, you tried to give uh, in, in the informed interloper the slip at one point, And I, I don't think he took it, but he I, I remember looking in his eyes and he, he had like a look of, of sadness to him, like a little bit of disappointment, like like he did want to like become your friend and um, maybe like edge me out as co-host of the podcast. Um, but uh yeah, so like I don't know, man. It's like I would have a tough time turning down informed interloper. I mean, the Brewers kid is adorable and uh, very like uh, you know free with his with his feelings too. So it would be hard to to lock him out. Also, oh, this is a really tough one um, for a different reason, like the pity reason, if you will. Um, but uh, I, I'm I'm gonna stick with my gut and say the uh, the informed interloper. I would I would I would let in. I'd lock out the the Brewers kid. You know what, Jeremy? I'll, I'll say that that's you know, hey, fr- from an outsider perspective, which you were, which you were in at that at that Cardinals uh, White Sox game, like yeah, maybe the informed interloper didn't 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 seem so bad, but like that's the difference between like watching Apocalypse Now and actually like being in Vietnam and having been in the shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like I. The informed interloper. If you had him over for a party, he is the type. He is. He would be the last person there, and you wouldn't yeah. be able to get rid of him. He would That's, just be the party yeah. guest who stayed forever. Um, so like, no, no, thank you. The guy was too much. Like every every single thing 
he got excited for, you know, when, when Mike Mayers came in, he was like, oh, is this Mayers? Like, it's like, who, who gives, who gives a fuck, man? Um, yeah. So he would just be like, he would, you know, he would get excited and be like, oh, we're going to play uh, apples to apples. Oh, like he would just get too excited about everything. And, you know, every single thing he tried to do, would, people would just be put off by like his, his weird enthusiasm for it. Um, sure. But Brewer's kid, like you said, um, you know, there was just something endearing about him. Uh, you know, when Christian Yelich came out, uh, he was like, I love you, Christian Yelich. Um, and Christian Yelich needed to hear that this year, man. Yeah, Christian Yelich had a fucking terrible year, and Brewer's kid will just, he will love you no matter what, man. He, he'll true. build you up when you're down, you know? And I'll say this in Brewer's kid's defense. Like, when, uh, when Hightower, the security guard, came out and just, com- just completely went over Brewer's kid, like, like, Hightower was, like, the big show, and Brewer's kid was Spike Dudley, you know? And like, you know, Hightower just choke slammed him through a fucking table and, and just completely just shit all over him. Uh, and was like, what are you doing here taking pictures? I, I've been meaning to say this on the podcast and defend Brewer's Kid. Brewer's Kid never took one picture. So I don't know. I don't know what that I don't know what Hightower was was looking at, man. Um, right. So I'm going to I'm going to choose Brewer's Kid all day. And also, if only because this guy was ex- this Brewers kid was expressing his undying love for Brewers for Brewers players, well dressed head to toe in Cubs gear that had no doubt been issued to him by the Cubs. Right. So right, right. it was that was great, man. I'm I'm going with Brewers kid all the way. And I also say this too, like to to contrast him against um, uh, informed interloper. When he was told to go home, he went the fuck home <laughs> right away. He like yeah, didn't he, even he say took anything. a hit, man. Yeah. Like go on home, and he just like he just he just <laughs> said, okay, and then like left. So yeah, you'd be like you'd be like Brewers kid, I gotta wake up early for work tomorrow. Go home, and he would be gone. You know, there would be a, a shadow, like a smoke uh, silhouette. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, oh, all right, man. All right, Jack. Well, keeping on that tip, I got my last one here, and okay. um, I got uh, Jack. I have the Brewers kid. Okay. Or or. Uh, in honor of uh, recent Cubs uh, non-tender candidate yet re-signee Michael Hermosillo, I have Brewers Kid versus the Hermosillo fan. The, oh, we got him! We fucking got him! <laughs> so who oh you taking? My God, who dude. you taking between those two now? That that is that's tough. Um, you know, here's the thing, man. I while while Brewers Kid is like fun. He's a little too he's a little too wholesome when yep. compared with uh, you know with Aramisio jersey guy because mm-hmm. like that dude loves to party man I, <laughs> yeah, I guarantee yeah. you like if you're looking for a fun night out or like a fun person to do something with this guy is gonna you know this guy will like go there with you wherever you want and like he'll be super enthusiastic about it you know yeah. Um, and yeah th- this is the guy who like you know like. Like Brewer's kid, it's like this guy just like he'll love something very easily, you know. Yeah. Um, if he's getting excited about a Michael Hermosillo uh, like autograph in blue ink on a blue, <laughs> on a blue jersey, on a blue <laughs> on a blue knockoff Cubs jersey, <laughs> then he's getting excited about anything. You could you could just get like hey, uh, we we're getting pizza, right? It's like. Yeah, man, I got some uh, Stouffer's uh, French bread pizzas. 
It's like, oh, you didn't order delivery? No, I'm just doing. I'm just making a microwave pizza. Yeah, like, I'd be like, oh right, man, man, you got some Stouffer's pizzas, man. Yeah, I love those things, man. Sure, they're not as good as uh, Lou Malnati's or Giordano's, but but hell yeah, man, I'm down. You know. So yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think over those two, I would uh, I would choose. Um, I would choose uh, uh, that guy. I'd choose Aramisio, Jersey guy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, let, let me just reiterate, Jeremy, that I, I think I don't know if that story would have been as good if you hadn't phrased it as the guy who got the big hit. Because um, <laughs> it's like, here's the thing, man. No matter what you would have said, like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, yeah, the guy who got the save. Like, right. just what, whatever you would have said, man, this guy would have been enthusiastic about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, in in, in as being a, a hardcore baseball fan and you know trying to relate to people like on baseball in a way like that, you know, people might not be as hardcore as I am. You know, you try to contextualize these things for people who might not know, even though those people were at the game and were leaving at the same time we were. I was like, how do I explain who Michael Hermosillo is? And it's like the guy who got the big hit. And, like, and, <laughs> and that worked perfectly for them. They were able to attach to that perfectly. And, uh, and yeah, so that, uh, that all worked out, but yeah, yeah. Um, just, I was just reminiscing about an Hermosillo fan with a uh, listener, Pete, uh, uh, today with the Hermosillo re-signing. So, um, yeah, what a what a what a character, what a guy yeah. from the 2021 season. Nice, yeah. That I I think that you know th- those two those two instances those two characters might have been our best you know our best stories of the the 2021 season. Um, and hey, you know what's what's great is who knows who knows who we're gonna run into next year. Uh, I right. would I would be interested to know if if we ever ran into Aramisio guy again. Is there any chance he has any idea whose autograph he has on his jersey? <laughs> the, the, no. There's no. no way he knows. We, that's one of the things we were pontificating about in our text conversation earlier. Like, if the guy even remembered, like he, uh, Pete said, do we think he's uh, excited about the resigning? And I'm like, if he even remembers who, like that that in that interaction, or or that player, I don't think he does. Well, you know, he definitely still has the autograph on his jersey because he's never watching that bitch again. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know what's awesome is uh, we got in at almost an even 90 minutes. Yep. Pretty so good. So I think it's time for us to wrap this one up. Uh, we've been bandying about the idea of, uh, you know, going to a, an event or two this December. So, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted uh, if, we, if we do get to one. Yeah, plenty um, of opportunities out there. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll be bringing you some more, some off-season re, uh, game, like, or event recaps for sure. Absolutely. Um, Until next time, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you later.